0: Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, entrepreneurs, hustlers, innovators, CEOs, people in and around the world that are building on something that they truly believe in. Um, they're doing it uh, regardless of what you know the status quo or society might think. They're going outside the box uh, and really, you know, just building on something that they're very passionate about. And our guests that come on each week are no different. And so we feature their stories. We talk to them about, you know, what are they experiencing in real time? As you guys know that, you know, I, I pitch this every week, that um, everybody's going through something while they build. Uh, that the, the, you know, the path to success is not this beautiful straight line that sometimes the media portrays. Uh, but actually, uh, you know, a lot of really great, valuable lessons. And so we're very fortunate that our guests come on the show and talk about this each week. And uh, in a multitude of different areas. And this week is no different. I'm Matt Gottessman. Uh, You guys have, uh, you know, I'm the founder of the of Hustle Separately. You guys have reached out to me continuously on H D F Magazine on Instagram at Matt Gottesman on Instagram. If you want to know any of my other endeavors, at this point it's branched off into a few things. So it's like, where do I really begin? But you guys can always contact me as you guys have been, and it's been amazing movement these last three four years uh, between the comments and the ratings and the reviews. And you guys. Continuously reach out to all of our guests, which I'm very, very grateful for, because I constantly tell them how loyal you guys are in, you know, connecting with them and checking out their products and their services and all the different things that they got going on with their brand. So please continue to do so and let us know how we're doing always. Uh, And uh, this week I've got an exceptional guest who I've been connecting with here for the last so many months, David Collar of, and he's the CEO and and founder of Collar Clothing, based out of Toronto, Uh, and he's got a fascinating story. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to just talking with him. And I mean, just when I was initially going through his bio uh, and and learning a lot more about him, I mean, it just kind of just goes to show you how you can really stay focused. um, But, you know, really tune into your passion and, uh, you know, by any means necessary. But there's a lot of different things that we're going to discuss about, you know, how do you actually understand what your passion is? Because that 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 trips people up. Right. It happens to all of us at some point. You know, how do you actually figure that part out? Um, The importance of visualization and, you know, how to keep going when you want to give up. And also, you know, you don't need education or money to start your own business. You just need the drive and being able to do research online, which David and I were just kind of connecting with a little bit before we got on the show. And it's very, very true. We're living in a very beautiful time that if you have an understanding of what is it you want to do, you can easily go start asking questions in a multitude of ways to make it happen almost instantly. We're not living in that same time you know five six seven decades ago where starting a business was very expensive you could literally do it now with like a twelve dollar domain at this point but uh maybe that's an exaggeration but you guys get the idea so i'm um, really excited to have him. i'm going to queue up his bio because i just really want to get into it uh, david moved to canada when he was about five years old from slovakia uh, his mom was impoverished and a single mom so he started working at an early age at 14 years old um, growing up in poor neighborhoods and government housing and having a single mom, he learned most of his skills through asking tons of questions, right? So we're right on theme here all the time, you know, watching YouTube videos, Googling things constantly. And he began in retail sales, sales where he worked for about eight years in management and sales for retailers such as Club Monaco, Lacoste, uh, Town Shoes, True Religion. Um, and he has a background of about 10 plus years in fashion and apparel. Uh, he started his first company, which was a t-shirt company at 16. By the age of 21, went to college for human resource and started another company. Um, he, after he, you know, heard about the secret, Laurent. Right, you guys know all about the secret, the law of attraction, uh, and how you use it, which we're going to talk a little bit about that. Cause I'm, I'm big on that too. Um, that he used that for a whole year. Uh, and it really helped him with the focus on his business and which, you know, he, he called and, and coined Dapper and design a web design company. Uh, he did about 300,000 by the age of 22. So that's within about a year. That's no small feat. He had about five employees and clients like Canon, Stanton, Renaissance, Structure, and mostly restaurants and real estate companies. I was doing so well, he couldn't focus on college and dropped out. Uh, The whole law of attraction visualization helped him out through that. And uh, he was young and spent all the money on crazy things, which I also can understand. Uh, He had about about 30,000 left, made samples for a full collection, started collar clothing, did tons of research on how to design, how to attend a trade show, how to sell at a trade show. Uh, mostly on YouTube and Google, and then from there uh, opened up about 20 new retailers. Uh, A lot of his skills came from the previous jobs he had, which were sales, as I mentioned, and being hands-on. Prior to Collar Clothing, too, he also worked in the corporate field as one of the youngest members of CIBC's fraud department. And basically all this experience, man, it just paved the way for him to launch Collar Clothing, where he manages, I I mentioned he manages a team of six, but he grosses sales now in the millions. And I just wanted to, to share that all with you, that this has been a journey for some time. And it really just started with his first show. Um, and uh, now, uh, besides being a multi-million dollar fashion business, it's uh, sold in over 140 locations around the world with celebrities like Sean Menez, um, Young Thug, Gunna, Omar Epps, Ty Dolla Sign, uh, Chris Delia, DVBBS, and many more um, rocking out the clothing. So, um, you know, he also has this desire to spread his knowledge. He operates Collar Consult. Uh, Where he does consulting in brands of all sizes worldwide. So I mean, the man doesn't sleep. (laughs) That's how we were able to have him (laughs) on the show right now. Hey David, I I hope that that intro did you justice, man. I mean, I I I couldn't possibly because I know it's been a long a long journey, man. But uh, welcome to the show. I appreciate having you on
1: yeah thank you. I appreciate you uh doing such a great intro <laughs>
0: <laughs> right well, I mean you know you 're going so hard so fast for so long, and sometimes as entrepreneurs, yeah. we forget to celebrate ourselves because we 're just like i right, i'm just i 'm focused i 'm focused so other people got to do it for you uh you you 've got an incredible background um, would love to hear like walk us through how we got here today. I know I talked a little bit about the the, the background but there were a lot of pivotal moments you know, with the law of attraction, with visualization, with you know, saying, I don't want to do... like School's not resonating with me. It's not giving me the kind of education that I'm getting from building this business um, and, and working and, and trying different jobs and different routes. I, let's walk us through what happened that got us here today, and then we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, okay. I'll try to keep it short and not off topic, but um, basically, you know, what all started was when I moved here from Slovakia, I was pretty young. Um, you know, I came from a very poor family. My mom was a single mom growing up and for her, you know, we had a lot of garage sales. Um, she worked a lot of night shifts, uh, day shifts. And then my, my older sister, who's only about four or five years uh, older than me, was taking care of me at some points cause she didn't have enough money to actually take care or, or hire a babysitter. So, you know, as soon as my sister was able to work, even myself, we started, you know, doing what we can to support. And just like help out my mom, and then I think by the age of, I would say like twelve, you know, once in a while we go back to school shopping, and she be like, "Okay, everyone gets like, you know, 200 dollars to go back to school to buy stuff that you like," and we'd go to like, just like those cheap the cheaper stores like Old Navy or Stitches. and you know, for me it was a, it was exciting because it's something new to try on all the time, um, and then you know once a year we'd get that, and then I think. As I got older, you know, my mom always told me like, you got to work for what you want. And so for me, when I was about, I think it was around 14 years old, I started my first job and that was at a grocery store at NoFro's. And I remember um, I was really excited to kind of start working. And then I kind of had like a, a boss who was sort of a dick to me <laughs> a little bit okay. and at the time, I, was, I remember I was looking at the shelves and I was kind of putting stuff away. And as I was looking at the shelves, I had my hands in my pocket because I was kind of reviewing what was, because I had to kind of like look around. And, and at the time, he kind of came up to me. He's like, listen, don't ever put your hands in your pocket again if you're working for me, All right? And he was kind of being very like uh, aggressive in, in, in the way he was like saying that you can't put your hands in your pocket, et cetera. And kind of that day is when I, something kind of hit me. I was like, you know what? I never really want to work for anybody.
0: Oh, amen. <laughs> i think
1: that's when sorry
0: i said amen
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think from that point on you know i i always had like an entrepreneurship mind and for me like it was selling um you know i was buying like candy at like walmart and then selling it piece by piece to so, like to kids at school to like burning movies and selling it i don't know if i should be saying that right now but <laughs> but like just like it, it wasn't like um I pretty much just did everything I could to kind of make money. And for me, you know, while I was doing that, I'm a big fan of movies as well. And uh, while I was doing all this, I was studying a lot of acting. And um, I did a little bit of acting growing up. And it was something that I was really into. And I think for me, like, when I was kind of getting into um, learning what I wanted to do and what, what kind of career I wanted to start, um, I would watch a lot of movies and I was very inspired by movies. And for me, like I would see certain careers that seem exciting to me. And as soon as I saw that, I'd be like, okay, let me try that out. So I would go on, you know, Google, put the resume in, uh, you know, print it out and then kind of go to the place that would have that kind of job and start looking for jobs. So that's why I have so many different jobs. I've worked over like 15 to 20 plus jobs. Um, Some lasted long, some didn't. But for me, it was just like trying stuff until I figured out what I actually liked. And during that process, um, I was very good at computers. I taught myself how to do graphic design, web design. And that's where I started the web design company. Um, And during that point, um, you know, for me, when I started a web design company, I didn't really... I worked for someone at first, uh, he was paying me pretty good. He was paying me like 18 to $20 an hour, which is really good for me at that time. Cause I was very used to pay, getting paid $8 an hour working retail. And so while I was working for someone, um, his, his company was called Atticus Wolf, very successful company. Um, he, he does uh, very big projects and I was his graphic designer at the time. And I remember, um, you know, to me, that's when I kind of figured out how important mentorship was and, During that point of when I was building my web design company, I also had a t-shirt company um, that I started um, a couple years back, and it wasn't very serious. It was more like I was going to school and I was selling it to um, my friends at school. Um, had a had a website. I think at the time e-commerce just kind of started up, and I was selling on a site called Big Cartel.
0: Yep.
1: And it was uh, the you remember that you remember that site or oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, <laughs> so basically, uh, I remember selling those t-shirts on that site, and you know, for me, I've always had a passion for uh, doing clothing and stuff like that. And um while I was doing that, I found that you know, working eighteen twenty dollars an hour uh, was an amazing opportunity for me because I've never really seen that money before, especially growing up uh, in a very poor neighborhood, you know, just working minimum wage jobs. Um, but I always had kind of a vision that I wanted more. and basically, while I was doing that, this is where I kind of figured out why mentorship was so important because I was really watching the owner of the company and I would come to his meetings sometimes and I would watch the way he would communicate with the customer, I would watch the way he actually um, closed a deal, I would review his contracts and just kind of understand exactly how he ran his business and you don't really learn stuff in school in my opinion like when you see something firsthand and you're constantly around it um i feel like you know school is still very important but for me like just having like hand experience with what he was kind of showing me um i started asking a lot of questions and then i was like you know do you mind if i come to more of your meetings with you and i pretty much like had to me it was like school but like very hands-on and i was just learning as much i can from him and then i believe about um at the time i was i was living um at in an area called Thorncliff, and it was very like there was a lot of bed bugs there. At the, at the time, actually, it was it was such like a bad environment that I remember like um, you know people would start bringing random like beds into their house and stuff, and then there'd be bed bugs around the house. And I was like, you know what, like I can't, I I have to make enough money to get out of here because I don't want to live in this environment. And it was to a point where I remember like I was the very downest I could be, like where you know. I couldn't get rid of the bed bugs they were were just coming in from, like, different apartment units, and I wanted to leave but didn't have enough money, and I remember sleeping on my computer chair because I was like, you know what, if I sleep on the bed, I might get bit by a bed bug, and it was the worst experience, and I think from that point on, I kind of said, you know what, how do I make more money here, and and it was funny because um, I wanted to kind of learn how to um, run my own business, and I didn't have the confidence because... Growing up, you know, I thought I, I had all these ambitions, but I never had the confidence to really try it. And I feel like that's most of the time what stops you from being an entrepreneur or just trying to attempt something they've never done before. And I got kind of lucky because what happened was I met someone named uh, Steve Fletcher who owned a balloon company. And he was actually a, uh, one of the, to me, I think in Toronto, he's one of the biggest balloon uh, decorators. So every time Google has an event, he would have his team like blow up. Uh, balloon decorations in that for that event, um, and different kind of events in the city, but basically uh, I was at the gym and one of my buddies was like, "Hey, like he needs extra help uh, for a day. You think you can help him out? I'm gonna go there. He's gonna pay like uh, twenty two dollars an hour, or something like that." i was like, "Okay, that's almost as much as I make with web design. I might as well do that." And I was doing that while I was uh, at this point I was attending um, uh, Seneca College for human resource. And while I was doing that after, so I'd go to school and then I would, I would do, uh, the balloon decorating. And then after that I would focus on caller and my web design company. So i would be starting at 8am and finish around 3am every day. And that was kind of my, my, my life at the time. And so as I was in the car and we would have car rides to different events, he would actually, uh, have, you know, random conversation with me, like, Hey, so like, uh, you know how's your what are, what are your passions? What kind of experience have you have you done with your web design? What have you done so far? And he was kind of like spitting all this like business knowledge to me because he's been running his own business and i'm I'm learning some more information through him. and I'm like, okay, some of the stuff he's saying is pretty valuable. and and then he started you know really believing and saying, you know the the way you um talk about your web design, like what you do for this person, I feel like you can easily you know do this for yourself if you start your own company. And he really inspired me and kind of motivated me. And I was always living for the future, like for now and not the future. So what I mean by that is like, instead of like, if I if I knew I was gonna make $200, let's say on um, working for a web designer for a week, that's all I would focus on. I wouldn't, I would live check by check pretty much. I wouldn't really like have like a, a thought of where I want to be in two years, three years, four years, it's, it's just right now. And he kind of like really made me feel and understand that it's so important to, to like think about the actual goals you want in the next year, the two years, three years, every month per week. And so basically what he says, like, listen, like you need to invest some money on to like, uh, so it's a, there's a website called Kijiji in Toronto. I'm not sure if the U S has that, but it's very similar to Craigslist where you can put an ad up and it's like Google, but it's much cheaper and you put like hundred bucks and your ad will stay on top of the list and so basically he told me to run that and i at the time i was like you know what like it's 100 bucks i'd rather save that money and I, you know at the time i was i was very into like buying clothes so i was like i'd rather buy like a pair of jeans or something with like that than i should put on an ad that might not work and he was consistent about it after like six months okay like, hey, listen like you're going to start your own company, your web design company. You, you have enough knowledge and you need to go just try it. And I will give you that $100. And when you make the $100 back, you can pay me. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it was kind of no risk on my end. I'm like, okay, it's hundred bucks. I can build my own website. I know what to do to get clients. I've had, at this point, I've had like four or five years of sales experience working at different retail jobs. Um, and so I'm like, you know what, let's, let's, uh, let's try this out. And I think to this day, like, one of the most valuable skills I've learned is sales. And I think any entrepreneur that wants to start a business, like, do as much sales as you can because that will help with negotiation, which is a big part of business. And sales really helps with, um, you know, figuring out what you want to achieve before uh, communicating with that person. And then it really kind of sets everything to place when you're trying to close a deal and run a business at the same time. Um, but basically... For me, um, after I started my business, you know, this is where the whole law of attraction thing that I was mentioned to you earlier uh, came in. You know, I wasn't, I didn't know if it was going to work or not because I remember this guy, Steve, I was telling you about, he gave me a book um, on, it was called The Secret. And I kind of looked at it and he was like, listen, if you follow this and you start a web design company, before you're 30, you're going to be a millionaire. And when he said that, I was like, okay, uh, there's no way. You know, at the time, like, I was very, I was very, like, I was not confident with myself. Uh, I didn't believe in myself, and, like, a lot of the stuff that he was saying didn't seem true at all, uh, especially for me. Like, I was, I grew up in a very poor neighborhood, and, like, I didn't see myself in that kind of light, and so, basically, what happened was, you know, I had nothing to lose. At this point, you know, there was bed bugs at my apartment, um, you know, it was such a bad area, or just, like, for me, I just wanted to get out of that area and just, like, being a place where I don't have to worry about bed bugs and stuff like that and so I remember I uh I was on YouTube and I read some of the book and I was watching it on YouTube as well and after I was watching it um I was really inspired by it I'm like you know what some people might think this is like uh like a hoax it could be like a like it's kind of wishy-washy They're like okay this could this this could be like just some sort of like uh, Joke, but for me, like I had nothing to lose. Um, I really wanted to just like become a better person, person in my personal life and my business life. And so, what I did was, I remember I started my my web design company. I built the site overnight, stayed up all night, didn't even sleep because I was excited to start something new. And um, I put up these little um, it was like a vision board for me. And I pretty much took like a, um, a check and I, I, I wrote on it. 100k 100 k 100,000 dollars, and i put it on my wall and then and this, this is when i was about 21 22 years old and i put it on the wall and then i was like i i i went on uh google and i started searching apartments or condos where i wanted to stay at and it wasn't nothing too crazy but it was something that was achievable for me if i was to make let's say whatever amount i want to make and i would put it onto my board um, most of my cars at the time were always broken down. So I would be driving, my cars break down. So I'm like, you know what? I need a working car to go to business meetings, et cetera. So I put this other, um, the car I want to drive on my wall and then the type of people I want to be around with, um, you know, I, I just put like notes, like good people, good friends, stuff like that. And so I put all this stuff on my wall and I remember, um, the first, the day after I woke up, I would then... Just close my eyes and visualize having the phone ring and all these people, uh, and, and the life I wanted, and living in that apartment I wanted, etc. And you know, the first for the first week, the phone never rang. Nothing really happened. And most of the time, I feel like people would give up, and be like, "You know what? This is this is not going to work. This is stupid." But I just kept going because I had nothing to lose, and I was really sick of the environment I was in. And I kept visualizing, and the next thing you know, about I think it was at least like three weeks into it, um, I get a phone call. It was my first phone call. And I was like, Hey, uh, you know, this is David. Um, and I started speaking to that person and they're like, Hey, listen, like, uh, I need a website. I'm like, okay. Um, what kind of website do you need? Etc. And then I was able to close the deal for $500. And at the time that was really good money for me. And so I was very excited about that. And next thing you know, um, I kept visualizing and focusing on these, these things and all these phone calls started coming in and, You know, it could have been maybe the website, hard work or law of attraction, but I think it's a mix of everything. Um, you know, I always went on Kijiji where I post my ads. I'd always review my competition. I would look at what they're posting and how can I one up them if it's like $50 cheaper or if it's an extra, um, extra thing I can add for them. Um, so I'd always review that and then I would follow the whole visualization every morning. Um, until I almost feel like it's real, and then next thing you know, like I got so busy, I had to um, get an employee to kind of help me out with some of the jobs because I couldn't even I couldn't pick up the phone calls and the sales and do the websites all at once because it was it was just so busy. And then you know, then I was like, you know what? Let's have a new let's have a new plan. Instead of these five hundred dollars websites, the guy I was working for previously, he was doing sites for close to like a hundred thousand dollars and up. And I was like, "How do I make myself like become his level?" And for me, even in business, the key thing for me is, um, you know, I wouldn't start any business to this day if I'm not trying to be as good as someone or better in terms of their website, their look like for fashion, it'd be lookbooks and stuff like that. So, for me, it was a big thing where I would always study the best of the best at what they're doing, and how do I either replicate that level of Um, visuals, if it's a website or, um, if it's a photo shoot or video quality, I always want to seem like it's, uh, up to par with the standards of what people want. And so I always did that. And I, I I kind of revamped my website so that it would, it looked very high end. Um, the whole fake it till you make it, I kind of did it in a way where, you know, I said, you know, I had an office, um. And stuff like that, but really, I was working from home, and it was a home office, because I couldn't afford office at the time, as I was building my business, and, you know, next thing you know, I, um, I started visualizing bigger websites, and about a week after, I started getting a call, and there was a guy that called, and he's like, listen, I need a, a website for $20,000, oh, sorry, I need a website, and when, I, when he talked to me about it, I was listening to it, and I was like, okay, this, this sounds like a, a very complicated website, this was very similar to... To um, the previous used to work for, and I was like, you know what, this, this is going to range from fifteen to twenty thousand, and I'm used to charging people five hundred dollars, so this was like uh, pretty surprising to me. And then, and and when he said uh, that sounds reasonable, I was very shocked because I wasn't used to this type of um, high price websites for clients. So I remember going up to this uh, to this meeting. He wanted to meet me. You know, I didn't have an office at the time, but I also, you know, had to seem very professional. So I kind of told him, um, you know, I, uh, I, w- I can meet you after work at a Starbucks and, you know, at the same time I visualize him signing the contract, I visualize him, uh, wanting to work with me. And then next thing you know, he ended up, um, signing the contract. And then I started getting all these bigger jobs and I started building my team out. And that's where I started getting big jobs, like set and Renaissance who did a lot of the condos in Toronto. Um, and I just kind of built the brand from there. And then, you know, I kind of stopped, I kind of thought it was, you know, just hard work and and me just being potentially good at what I was doing at the time. Um, And then all of a sudden, you know, I stopped visualizing, I stopped doing any of that. I spent all my money on clothes, just going out, you know, um, buying food, buying stuff for friends. And at this time, I remember I I actually took everything off my wall on my vision board at the end of the year. All those goals I had actually came to life. And that's when I, in my heart, I was like, okay, this, this really works. if you visualize if you, if you really attract these things in your life, it can, it can come true. And basically, you know, when I was doing all this, um, I stopped visualizing when I got really I guess at the time I got very confident and cocky with all the phone calls that was coming in, and I realized I stopped visualizing. And you know what? next thing that happens is I, the phone stopped ringing, the website jobs weren't coming in, and then I was running out of money. And I was like, "You know what? Like now it's time to you know take what's left and go towards your your true passion, which at the time for me and still is um, you know, creating uh, clothing. And for me, like clothing is a good outlet because, as I said before, when I was growing up i watched I watched a lot of movies, and if you watch if you go to my website, a lot of my collections have short films, and I really like creating. Um, like an experience. Like if you go to my if 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 any of my view uh, anyone listening has been to my show, um, my runway show. You know, I I do a lot of videos before the show starts, and i try to make it different. And so you know, for me, I I think it's so important to um, for me to create what I want as a fashion brand was to create like a whole lifestyle and a feeling behind it. Because when I watch a movie, I would feel uh, you know very Motivated or I could feel down depending on the movie and that's why I'm such a big fan of movies and I, I kind of use that that style of um, creating content and stuff like that into my fashion brand and So I wanted to kind of create that with my fashion brand and that's when I was like, okay Let's actually start focusing on what I wanted to really do and you know, I, I, I was like, okay. You can't Be ca- too confident too cocky here. You gotta be humble and and start start over and let's do this law of attraction thing again and like really visualize what you want, and so I remember um, this is when I went to my first trade show. I was about twenty, I think I was twenty four at the time, and I went to my first trade show. It was Liberty Fairs uh, again. A lot of stuff, as you mentioned earlier, I YouTube and Google a lot of my stuff. Um, so I was YouTubing um, how to how to actually um, uh, present yourself at a trade show. I've never been to a trade show. Uh, this was in Vegas. Never been to Vegas. Never left Toronto ever. Um, this was like my first time ever leaving the country. So it was very, uh, very new to me. It was scary. I didn't know if I should do it. But um, I really want wanted uh, to start this clothing line. So this is my first time designing a full clothing line. I Googled like different ways to uh, find a manufacturer. I found a manufacturer that made samples for me. Then I started, uh, I went to this trade show, and I went with a friend named uh, Dylan, and he actually, um, we, we both kind of hustled. We did the sales, we did the, um, the creative together, we did the photo shoots, we did the website, we printed everything, and just kind of went all in, and we didn't sleep. I remember at the trade show, me and my buddy kind of threw up because we didn't have enough sleep, and we were just like so tired. But um, we're at this trade show, and it's kind of do or die for me. At this point, I've maxed out all my money I had, Left from the web design business to start collar clothing, and when I was there, um, I remember the first day, uh, I was uh, I would tell people, "Hey, come check out my stuff," and people would just walk by, and then I'd be like, "Okay," I'm, a lot of them said, I "Have appointments." I, I don't know who you are. I'm not going to come to your booth, and so a lot of them were pretty aggressive and just saying like, you know, they had a th- they had their own um, appointment that they have with other brands. And to me, I, was, I had a very small booth. So I realized that, you know, I have to change my strategy. I remember me visualizing, like, how do I, how do I uh, get people in the booth? Cause once I see the clothes, they might be interested in buying the clothing. So the second day, you know, I got chocolate and I had water, like different juices and waters to hand out. And I remember this one, Drake um, was really, uh, was really getting popular in Toronto. And when I, when people walk by, I'd like, um, hey, did you want a chocolate bar? And they're like, no, no, it's cool. And then I'll, like, I'll, I'll kind of say to them, you know, have you ever heard of uh, Toronto where Drake's from? And uh, because Drake was so popular at the time, uh, everyone kind of said, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I didn't know, I don't know anyone from Toronto. And then we kind of started a conversation with that. And then once they are in the booth, we kind of were able to close some sales. So just being creative and, and finding different ways to start conversations and creating rapport for me at the time. Was working well, and then I remember after the show we we had um, we opened up twenty new stores, and then from there on I kind of started my journey with the clothing, and I've always to this day always had goals like goal settings, always visualize and never stopped that because I stopped it once and it really almost ruined my entire life. So it's so key for me. But that was quite long. I tried to keep it short
0: for you, Matt. But <laughs> I thought that was epic. <laughs> honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly, yeah, you know, like. I love when when people can make a run and it's interesting the entire way. Like, yeah, like I was actually I was taking a lot. Oh. of different, Yeah, no, it was it was I, ha- I have a bunch of notes that I was taking uh, while you were yeah. talking that um, they just really, really resonated with me. Um, and so, I, you know, I want to I want to pay homage to a few of those points just because I, I thought that they were really, really good. Um, it's interesting. Oh, first of all, I got to ask, how old are you? So I'm 30 now. You're 30
1: now. I turned 30 in April, so I just recently turned it. Yeah. A- April what?
0: Uh, 21st. Aha, I'm April 22nd, nice. <laughs> oh, I, oh, you're a tourist. you okay. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I asked that question because I thought that the amount of time since, you know, you're 18, 19, 20 to now, like just to show people that kind of like the journey isn't this, you know, one or two year thing. This is a 10, 12, Fifteen year thing, and you're and and still yet so much at the beginning of of probably how far you're gonna go. But I loved I loved how it, just a lot of it for me really resonated because you know when we as creative type people and loving business and and marry, you know marrying those two together because it's like you ha- you having to learn web design and retail and e commerce whether it's big cartel or WooCommerce or Shopify whatever it is right, right. you know all all <laughs> right. the different platforms. It allows you to get under the hood of the car as you build, you know, the, because a lot of people might want to get into fashion design. You're taking both what you learn about how you approach design, you know, digitally, but into a clothing, which you always had a passion for. And you're able to also be like, no, here's how I want the website. Here's how I want the brand. Here's how I want the packaging. Here's how I want the stitching. You hear, you know, like you get to in so many different areas that sometimes people just, just want to do the fashion design. But when it comes to like web, they're like, uh-uh, you know. And I just, and I I thought, um, I love when you talk about, uh, the law of attraction. I I agree with you. It's very real. I think there was a, a, there was a split with people about the law of attraction where they didn't understand kind of more. It's more about once you start moving into visualization, meditation, living in that emotion, um, having clarity Mm -hmm. on where you want to go like that. I think that's where, where, um, you know, where that left off now, now you've got a lot of those. People, we actually had two of those people on the on the podcast, but oh no but, way, okay. yeah, but 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 now, but then like, but now, but they also the same thing. Now, um, you know, it, some of that wasn't portrayed in the secret the way, you know, it's really fully understood, which is, you know, you you have to have an understanding of like where you want to go. You don't have to worry about how. That's not necessarily your job. You just have to understand right. yeah. where you want to go and what does that look and feel like. And you doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you were doing that and. I love how you said, uh, you know, it's, you know, it can take some time. Like in three weeks later, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that was like an estimate, but it did take some time. <laughs> right, right. Well, no, what, yeah, but what yeah. I like about that is it kind of shows you how quickly, if people wanted to to change their lives and their trajectory, it can actually happen in a matter of days and weeks and a month or months. You know, it's not as uh, in terms of in terms of just changing their trajectory, their vibe, their presence, and where they're heading. You know, so I. I really appreciate that. I mean, you know, you know how I feel about all that with the content I do and all that stuff. Because it's it's true when we <laughs> we kind of shut the hell up a little bit ourselves and be like, all right, let's let's not <laughs> worry about um, only playing for today. What does tomorrow look like? So I love that you, you know you talked a lot about that. And then um, I also like the fact that you first of all, very humble. You were very uh, you were very uh, vulnerable to speak about like where you know you you messed up along the way or where you dropped off on some things and and I think that that's that's key or like. You know, knowing like at one point you didn't have confidence in certain areas because of, you know, just of, from a previous life that you were having versus right, like now right. understanding, you know, where you're heading. And then also this is and this is important because this is actually this has happened to me, too, where you get comfortable with things being really good. That you stop doing the things that got you to things being really good, such as the visualization, law of attraction. For me, it would be like meditation, prayer and gratitude when I I get, quote unquote, so busy or a lifestyle or, you know, like you were mentioning in your case where you just kind of just hey, I'm just having fun. When we when we move away from the things that were healthy for us in the first place to get us there, uh, it's true. It, it really does. Like things can really fall off and it makes us come back even better. That second or third or fourth time around, so I, I really appreciated that, that you said that. And then the other thing, I also uh, again, there's a lot of things you said in there, man. So I, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm using this t- I'm using this time selfishly. Yeah. The part where you, where, where you said uh, you know um when you talk about Drake and you're know, like oh hey you know you know Drake's from Toronto, I'm I'm all in on what you just did there about um. I know that if I have, once I connect with people, I bring them in, we're going to have a relationship. Like I just got to get you there. Once you're in, we're, we're, we'll, we'll be cool. Um, but when For people sure. don't know about you, it's hard because everybody's just operating off of like instant reactions, instant emotions, instant everything. And like, they're not slowing down to like to vibe with somebody or something. And so they're just making mm-hmm. quick judgments so fast that, um, you know, so I've done it with the pockets. I've done it with several things that businesses and stuff. It's like, Oh no, 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 come check it out. Like let's, let's, you know, and then they do like, oh, you know, this is this is different. And like, yeah, you know, and I think that it's not until people experience you. So I, I think that was pretty cool that, you know, you're like, no, come in the booth. And then you start having conversations and that led to relationships. And then people kind of dug what you were doing. Um, and I also I I don't think you embodied fake it till you make it um, I, there. I'm always mixed on that, that whole um, I I I still believe you played for Face It till you make it, but you were also. Oh, like that, yeah. <laughs>
1: well, well, and you were. Also, I never heard that yet. Face It till you make it. I like yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I did. A, I did a whole post about the- that. But 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 um, somewhere along the line, so you weren't somewhere along the line. Somebody, I feel like, changed that whole fake it till you make it. and Be like, let me go stand in front of the cars. Let me go stand in front. You know, you um, know, throwing the money around just to make it look that way to attract what I want, versus the yeah. no, like let me okay so for example like you made you know really nice websites it's like i remember when i when i first started one of my publishing websites people thought i was a team of 20 because i gave the look and presence and feel of that because i like you i like i love the black and white the luxury feel all that stuff i but i was but i was building it i was giving the the perception of it but i wasn't behaving like it i was just building for the future so because we're supposed to like if we don't build with the future in mind how are we ever going to you know get there right so yeah, I, sure. I I I still look at you more as like you were building for where you knew you were heading, and in order to be taken serious, you have to put really great uh, detail into your work, right? So I just, yeah, that's a good
1: point. I, I never saw it that way. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, you
0: good. know, not 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 to you know hijack your interview. I just I thought it was so great. <laughs> All this stuff that you said is 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 just so on point. And like I said, like from start to finish, it was it was really um uh like really great to listen to um you know one of the things I wanted to to ask well, actually there's several things in here I'm just kind of looking at some of the stuff we you know want to get to um you know the how there were points in there that were pretty rough like when you're saying you're sleeping on a chair or you know yeah. like you lost all the money and then you got the 30k left but you're like no I want to do something to, you know I want to go now into the into the fashion more so I want to double down even harder you know how do you keep going when you want to give up I that 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 um I, I don't have the nerve to give up, but I can tell you at the same time there are so many times that I knew I wanted to, but I, I can't do it. Like I physically I'm actually uncomfortable doing it. In fact, sure. I would even get mad at myself. I'm like, "Why? Please, why can't you give up?" <laughs> you know? <what> <laughs> because it's just not in my DNA, but um but at the same time, I, I get why people anybody feels like it because you know, when you get kicked hard, it can really hurt. Um, you know, how do you sure. keep going when you want to give up? What 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 kept you going?
1: Yeah, I feel like, you know, I've I've seen, like, even for me, even in Toronto, like, just to keep it within the fashion space, like, I've seen a lot of brands come in and out, and even, like, worldwide, like, not even Toronto, but, like, just in general, I see a lot of, like, fly-by-night brands that like, come in and then come back out, and it's just, like, for me, uh, if it's if it's any business, like, that I'm passionate about, I think it's really important to have, like, a why you're doing it. And, and, you know, and kind of remember where you came from, where it all started. And for me, like, I've worked pretty, I would say I worked pretty hard from, you know, a couple of years back to where I am now. And for me, to kind of give up what I've started from before would kind of be shitty on my end. But then at the same time, I think the hardest part is when you're starting a business before you even see any results and you keep doing it and doing it. You know, people give up all the time, and I feel like this—the the, the best way not to give up is figure out why you're doing it. Part of the reason why I did it at the time was number one, um, I wanted a better lifestyle. I didn't want to be portrayed as the person. Because I feel like in life, you're you're kind of dealt. You're the if you're born rich or poor, you know that's not an you don't have an option. It's just when you're born, you're born into a rich family or poor family. But how hard you work and what you do with your situation you know that's what counts and for me you know even though I wasn't born in a rich family for me it was key that I worked harder than everyone I made more sacrifices than someone that had a bit more than me and at the end of the road I would I'd be at least be the same level of where I want to be but I always try to compute myself most of the time because I'm always trying to be better so I feel like to sum it all up like how to not really give up is number one, know why you're doing it. For me, it was, I didn't want to live where I lived at the time. Um, I felt like there was more to my life than what I saw in front of me. Number three, um, I care a lot about my mom. And, and for me, it was like very important that one day I could financially make her free from working and she can just, you know, live off what I give her. And I think that was very strong for me because she kind of created an entire brand new life for me here in Canada. Because when I was in Slovakia, the opportunities are much different different at the time when we moved here. So I'm super grateful to be here um, in North America and being able to like really uh, have all these opportunities. And you know that's why I kept like when your bio earlier when you when you re- when you said some stuff about me. Um, it's so important that you know it's not it's not how much money you have or or who you know. At the end of the day, those things will come. But I, I think. Sorry, I'm I'm getting a little flustered, but basically I was trying to say like, it's important that you know um, that if you have the internet, if you have like um, Google and stuff like that, you can really push through and like find the different things and opportunities you need. So like, you know, I think that's, I think I kind of summed it up for now. Yeah, no,
0: I thought it was, I thought it was really, it's absolutely true. And you know, I also... You know, I know we, we were going to touch on this, but you touched on this when you were when you were talking about it. But um, you know, the, also about really understanding what your passion is and how to figure it out. You you know mm-hmm. you you spoke about the fact that there's a discovery process sometimes to that. First of all, <laughs> interestingly enough, you actually always had it with the buying of the clothes and being close to the fact, like the fact that you were willing to sacrifice fashion over ads because, and not not the way fashion over like some people were just like, no, I you know I have to look a certain way. Like, for you, there was really something like a close relationship between you and fashion, Um, even though you weren't doing fashion at that time. It just kind of goes to show you that there's passions there, sometimes, like, really deep-rooted and and buried under layers. But through discovery process, A, we learn the skill sets that we need to learn, and B... Ultimately get us to our truth anyways and into our into our passion But often we can't do that without going through discovery. Like would you agree? I mean like, you know, yeah, totally I'd love to get more of your take and expand on that
1: Yeah, so like it's funny because like, you know when I was working retail at like Old Navy Lacoste, etc I didn't I wasn't that excited working there I just it was just a way to make money and I didn't see myself being a fashion designer of some sort Um, but I was really into creating um, for me like i love doing runway shows and i love launching a collection because i like seeing people's reactions how they feel about it um and and just like seeing people like like when i watch them i think it all comes back to like me like being in love with movies and stuff like i after i finish the movie i, I feel a certain way and i feel like if i can create a feeling behind the clothing and me creating stuff um you know that would be amazing and it's and, and it makes feel alive and i feel like Part of the reason why I like being in the industry I'm in is I'm able to create products and create stuff. And it was crazy because I didn't realize I wanted to be a designer till down the road because I just enjoyed buying clothes. I didn't enjoy working in retail, but I enjoyed buying clothes. I enjoyed creating graphics. So when I had my graphic t-shirt company when I was younger, uh, I was selling it to people in school. I was like, also, I didn't mention this, but I was buying and selling clothes from... Um, exclusive websites online and then because they didn't have a lot of boutiques um, at the time that would sell the stuff that I was wearing so I'd resell that Um, I was big on shoes and sneakers I'd resell sneakers Um, and I would from from kind of all that I realized I enjoy selling and buying uh, making a profit in high school and then I enjoyed creating from the graphic stuff Um, and then just after a while, like of, of actually watching so many movies, I realized when I, when I come up with concepts for for my brand for like a new launch, I, I, have, I get a lot of insult from like older movies, new movies, and I kind of create my own story based on the different themes or vibes of how I'm feeling, and and so at the end of the day, like even though you know, I've I've kind of been listed as a designer, I kind of feel like. I'm more of a creator in terms of like just creating um, a product that matches with a video and a lookbook and the way the website looks, and I, I try to be very hands on with all that because it's because the end package is how a person will feel about the brand and about um, you know how they feel when they wear the clothing. So
0: it's 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 a hundred percent true. I I wish everybody got that about about a brand and that you know it's all those those details and it's it's a feeling it's an emotion you know because and and you you get it because you come from so many different worlds of you know branding and retail and and fashion and design and web and and marketing so you yeah get, but it, it, i i get it i align with you uh uh i've yet to do the fashion uh believe me by the way it's 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 something big to me uh the fact that you consult oh, yeah we, we no need way. to talk That's yeah good. i yeah, I don't actually ever think I've talked about this publicly, so I might as well, you know, uh, embarrass myself a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So as a teenager, I would actually sketch um, designs. Um, and uh, the, as long as I was creating, doing anything creative um, for me. But yeah, I, I would sketch designs, um, everything from T-shirts to jeans and stuff like that um, for quite a while. And then um, my entrance actually ended up in the music industry versus uh, fashion. But I had a choice between uh, music and fashion. I chose music. Um, so fashion, but it's interesting how fashion and music have both come back into my lives pretty heavily here in more recent years. But we'll talk about that another time. I, I, um, it's amazing. I, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and now I forgot the, the original point I was going to say. But, <laughs> but, uh, no, oh, uh, but just that. Uh, oh yeah, that that creative about branding. I think is just so important um for what you're touching on because i think people sometimes hear brand and they go oh like so i'm just gonna have a brand like it's gonna be you know some 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 colors and a logo and typography and and, you know the listenership knows that i i've I've said this before but like a brand is the soul of a business it's the it's it's how it's going to connect generationally and for hopefully decades and you know markets and people like it's it's bigger than just it's a business with a soul. And I think if people people understand like, so you're, you getting involved in all these different areas. Like I want people to understand the experience of what we're creating here, not just by my clothing. Like there's a whole experience as a way I want you to feel. There's a way I want you, like I want you to know that we connect. I want that when you wear my clothes, that you know that this is how like, that we represent a community and that we all are kind of riding on the same vibe and, a, and an ideology and the way we're where we're heading and what we're trying to be and what we're trying to accomplish. Like, I don't, there's so much psychology and human behavior built into a brand that I think it's great that you do that. And I think a lot of people miss that part. And that's why, yeah. you know, you'll be massively successful and already are, in my opinion. So... I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and humble, apparently, you know, what, um, <laughs> what do you what do you think about the changing landscape of fashion? Um, I mean, I know, you know, it started years back, obviously, with Zara pulling out the whole fast fashion, you know, and that 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 changed things one way. Then the Internet made fast fashion, really fast fashion, uh, especially with Instagram and social media, because of, you know, now when you launch something, boom, it can be replicated almost instantly. Um, obviously sure. replication and, and duplication is not the same you know people never get the same experience, but you can it, but it definitely gives other brands ideas of what to do. Um, so you know things have changed. they, they launch faster they you know what, what, what's your whole take on you know the landscape right now?
1: Yeah, it's funny because like even you know things have changed in my opinion. like I just, as I said before, I used to go to a lot of trade shows, right So I went to trade shows, I would design, six months ahead they would pre-book it and then um i would go produce it and we would come up with very unique styles and you know with all this fast fashion and you know for example zara is a good a good reference because they would drop almost a new collection every two three weeks and it's hard to keep up with the brand like that because they have unlimited source of um cash flow unlimited source of uh like uh they probably have, like really good um deals with their factories so to kind of keep up with fast fashion with Zara, it's it's tough. And I feel like that, for me, I we kind of switch things around with here at Collar Clothing. Um, we used to be a seasonal business where, you know, we have a collection for fall, winter, and then we have a collection for spring, summer. And that's how most brands do it. And we found that, you know, people that shop on our website, um, you know, they get bored very quickly. So after about, after they see the fall, winter they're waiting for the next drop and if they can't find it, they're going to go to a Zara to find something new because you know, people, um, people's attention span is like very fast now. Or so I guess for me, like, I think, um, where fashion is kind of heading is it's not really a seasonal business anymore. And it's more of like a, a capsule. And if you do some research, Um, and even the research I've done is a lot of the fashion brands are moving into a seasonal business, sorry, um, a capsule business where they're constantly dropping new stuff every month, but instead of dropping something very big, they drop something very small to get people excited. And then this way, you know, you can easily come up with new products. Trends are moving faster. So even as a brand for myself, it is more exciting. It is more fast paced for myself to constantly design new products every month um it's definitely uh you know there's more there's there's definitely more things happening in fashion in terms of the whole capsule stuff like um i think music and fashion's working hand in hand right now i feel like a lot of stuff that um you know all the rappers even for example you know there's um great brand right now called amiri and you know he's been mentioned on uh songs with with like meek mills for example and like we kind of like help each other look good. So I feel like where fashion's kind of heading is music fashion and fashion kind of colliding. So like a lot of time, like for, for like a musician to look good, they need to wear the right brands for the brands to look good. They need the right musicians to wear, uh, to be wearing their stuff. So I feel like it's very fast paced now. It's very, it's a, it's a very monthly base drop and working a, and fashion working a lot with, um, more like micro influencers yeah. and musicians,
0: in my opinion. So so well put, and you're right. I mean, <laughs> well, I I feel like it's becoming even more embedded in culture, music, mm-hmm. influencers, artists. Like I I love messing with the artists. I mean, like these graph artists are, and and like and even. And just painters and sculptors now, like, they're doing some crazy shit. <laughs> There's some cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> you know, so, like, um, and it's cool that, again, that's why, I mean, I, I felt like creating a distribution platform where all creators can get together, you also get to help each other and, like, distribute through each other. I'm like, oh, you got this. Oh, I got that. Like, let's, you know, let's do some collaboration together. You're, and you're right. And I, I think it's cool that I almost think it mitigates a lot more risk to do monthly drops. Um, you know, like I thought with like the co was pretty cool, what they did out, like, you know, new drops every, the fifth of every month. I thought that was a very cool, oh, strat- that's cool. strategy uh, They're out of the, you know, Australia. Um, and, uh, just that idea of like getting people hyped, like, Hey, it's the fifth of the month almost, you know, it's like this whole, uh, doing things one month at a time allows you to also experiment faster, fail faster. So if somebody wasn't as hot this month, well, it's over the month's over. Like it's, totally, <laughs> it's like yeah, a whole yeah, new month, sure. you know, it's <laughs> like, oh, i it didn't sell as much. We'll just put that into the sale rack or something. You know I mean? It's like. Yeah. I, I, and, I, and I think that um, given how fast people are to adapt trends and move trends, um, it's great to keep supplying that trends, whether it's content or, in this case, fashion or music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like what you're doing is probably no different than like Russ when he switched up his approach from dropping like 14 albums to like dropping a song a week. He was like, "Oh, I got oh yeah, it. that's right, yeah, yeah, you know, I heard that, of that. <laughs> that that whole you know take." So it's like uh, I, I think that you're you know you're operating at such a great time. I mean, well, those that might. Might disagree with us on that <laughs> because of the, the old <laughs> depends, school. Yeah. The old school, and I get it. I mean, I get it because right. things used to be very seasonal, and people used to look forward to it. But you know, times yeah. change, and, and, and technology is is making that a hyper fast market. Man, I mean, um, you know, so uh, what do you, what do you got coming up? Like, what's 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 new? What's next for you?
1: Yeah. So um, right now with caller, like um, I'm kind of in a stage where I'm trying to focus on um, more think- of the content creation of my brand um you know we we have i feel like we're we're doing a good job with uh our products and we're we're kind of ensuring that every time we have a new drop we have really good content so what i mean by that is uh i really like making uh fashion films and so i'm putting more effort and time into the fashion films so that um when i release a collection um it really stands out and then the other thing is uh we're focused a lot on again the capsule drops. We just kind of got into this whole capsule drop about last month, so it's pretty new to us um but it's been pretty exciting because we've found that our sales have increased dramatically from people getting you know more of like uh new new styles on a monthly basis they're they're more excited and they're more prone to buying stuff and um and I think the the other thing is. Uh, we're kind of we're start we're trying something new where we're gonna start doing pop up shops in different um, cities. So you know we we do a lot of pop ups in Toronto. We've done one in LA before, and it's a good way to kind of uh, expand our brand on a lifestyle purpose. Um, we were doing it through retailers before. When we we're carrying one hundred forty retailers, a lot of stores would present us, but then at the same time, we couldn't really. Um, Show off our brand the way we wanted to, and in terms of like how we put our decoration, or the music that's being played, or the way we put on the stand, the video that's that's presenting during when they walk in, just the whole experience. Um, When we do pop up shops, we can actually create that experience. It's not more for the money; it's more about the experience of creating the brand. Like you said, it's more like the brand is a soul itself. So. fashion films but we make lifestyle videos so people can kind of follow us on our journey and it's uh, it's almost like your podcast very right? journey based <laughs> um and and for me it's like it's our journey of us building this collar brand to where we want it to be and you know right now the next step is um really trying to get that brand experience um at a level we want it to get at and by by doing pop-up shops uh, in different cities and just uh, working with the right people uh, and and doing the right presentations um, and really putting a lot of thought and care into our presentation and how we want to really produce these items and, and how we want to be kind of portrayed um, is what we're doing,
0: so. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I, uh, I had your web- website on since the beginning and saw all the different like videos that you guys that you've put together. Oh, like, nice. They're they're cool. They're cool. And like them running in the background and like on the site, how you integrated that. It's you. You're doing it right, man. And I, 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 I appreciate I think, it, man. You're, I'm trying. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. First of all, you're welcome out here in Scottsdale anytime. And when you're out in L.A., let me know as well, too. Uh, happy to meet you there. Um, Perfect, yeah, that would be great. And uh, where, where can everybody find out about you online? You, you, the brands, everything. Like, let us have it. Yeah.
1: Okay, so um, basically, uh, you can you can find my brand on uh, our website, which is www.collarclothing.com, which is K-O-L-L-A-R. Um, and then you can also find us on Instagram, Collar Clothing. Uh, if you want us, you know, hit me up personally, and need advice sometimes here and there um you can search me on david caller uh, on instagram and you know i do have a a consulting company called caller consults um where i help brands kind of um that are starting up or already started and need assistance with um getting to the next level um or just need guidance and it's a very unique program because i can actually um have step-by-step on what to do to get to the next stage that you want to get at because I've experienced it firsthand so that's kind of how I created the consulting um business because I've had so many dms come in um about needing help with the website so I'm like how about I structure it properly so that people can get the right kind of way to contact me but yeah so that's about it so caller clothing um and David caller so I love
0: him, man. Yeah, I, 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 no. It's in, in all seriousness. I mean, you, you, you really, you've truly done it right. Everybody listening, you know, check out uh, at David Collar on Instagram at Collar Clothing on Instagram at or excuse me w dot collar k o l l a r clothing um, Make sure to check out his stuff. Like it's it's really good good stuff like uh you know uh, as as i would have on the show because i wouldn't have it any other way <laughs> like i get very big you'd be surprised at who hits me up it's like can we come on the show and i'm like nah, I'm, nah I'm, i can't do this you know but like uh i appreciate that once i saw, once I saw <laughs> no yeah once i saw your stuff i'm like yo you gotta come on and uh, i'm really glad we got to connect um, it's a journey driven podcast, so you're you're welcome back on anytime you know, whether you know three, six months from now, nine months from now you want to come on and talk about another area of you know, particularly even whether it's fashion or in life and in business, like you, you pick it''ll we'll, we'll, you know because life constantly evolves and changes so we can we can chop it up on any number of things. You're welcome back anytime. Amazing, man. man.
1: Yeah, Thank I appreciate you. your time and uh, allowing me to kind of chat on your podcast. Big fan of it. so
0: Thank you, man. Super,
1: super happy to be on it. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Uh, hold, hold back for one second. I'll connect with you offline here in a second. Um, for everybody else listening, you know, really appreciate you guys as always. We're, we're a growing, thriving community. We're brands. We're art. We're music. We're fashion. We're tech um you know we're a whole multitude of things all wrapped up into one and we're all kind of growing together that's what this is all about so i appreciate you guys constantly leaving the ratings and reviews apple uh, podcast is huge for us so please leave the rating and review there um, be sure to check out david Collar, uh, our guest today doing amazing things in fashion and uh and also just a really good person to, to follow hit him up on social let him know you heard a uh, heard here and just just in general like let him know you know that he did a great job here (laughs) because we we don't we don't do the negative shit (laughs) no but but no but uh, but just just support you know it's it's all about creators supporting creators here so uh really appreciate all of you uh for david collar for myself uh matt Gottesman for the hustle separately we're out